Welcome everybody to the GBO Podcast, where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce, it's been a while. How it's you doing been, over there? We took a week off. Yeah, it's been like two weeks since we we were in this run of doing them like twice a week, and now it's been like two weeks it since we've been ni- on the uh, on the pod. It was a nice break. I got able. I was able to do a few things, and we didn't have too much news midweek last week. Um, but now we have, a, I guess, a full assistant coaches have been hired. Yeah, so it's uh, it's not a uh, not a ton of news, you, you know, n- not nearly as much as what was happening during the coaching search. But uh, but it is nice to see Paris is starting to get settled here in Columbia. So it's been about what three, give or take three weeks since Paris has been hired. Yeah, maybe going on near close to a month. Mm-hmm. And he finally has all three assistant coaches hired. Let's talk about them. Right. So, uh, so first of all, he brings in two guys from Chattanooga with him. Right. Um, he's basically bringing his whole staff from Chattanooga with him because he's got a couple other, like one of his assistants is a lower, is not off an the on court. Off the court. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so the first guy is uh, Eddie Shannon, who seems like he's been with, he's been with Paris since 2019. Didn't he have uh, some SEC experience? Yeah, he played at Florida in 2000. I've been trying to th- remember him at Florida. I do not. Uh, he wasn't a superstar. I would. He's, he's no Michael Frazier. He ain't no Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> or or like or or many of the other. That, right. that, that was specifically for you, Glenn. But yeah. uh, <laughs> um, he's got some Florida experience. He's from Florida. Okay. Um, and um, <clears throat> but he was kind of newer to coaching, right? Yes, yes, he's uh, he 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 went to not. I think he's been around a little bit. He went to Florida in two thousand. Okay. In the and so is kind of when he was there. Um, so he's probably the lowest staff member. Right, right. He's 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 going to be the lowest assistant that we're going to have. The other guy that. Is really nice that I am kind of excited about is Tanner Bronson is uh, and this is probably this was Paris's lead assistant at Chattanooga and he was the interim head coach he was, that was up for the job right he he was a he was on the short list for the job of head coach did not get it so you know Chattanooga went a, went a different direction maybe this is his Brad Underwood that fr- like kind of like how Frank bought you know some coaches from K State right so. I actually think this guy he's got a very he's got a very Ryan Steele vibe to me. Okay. So it looks like he and Paris met each other uh, when Paris was an assistant at Wisconsin. Bronson was a walk-on player at Wisconsin and was there in like 2008 and then has joined up with him as a coach uh, and uh, he's bringing him here. I it, it seems like a good usually when coaches yeah. go from one school to the next, they usually bring their whole staff, unless there is a yeah. reason not to. But usually, you bring the whole staff. I mean, if if you like your staff, and obviously the University of South Carolina is an upgrade on Tennessee Chattanooga, right? And so, like, <clears throat> I don't see why these guys wouldn't want to come, you, you know. And so. I feel good about this. They turned a whole. They were part of what turned the program around at Chattanooga with yeah, Paris. Yeah. 
we bought into Lamont Paris. These guys are Lamont Paris. We got to you, tr- you got to trust him with yeah. his picks. And then he went and actually got a veteran coach. I really liked this. So he, he went out and got Tim Buckley, who has been around, basically. Um, he came from UNLV recently. <laughs> yes. So he's an, he's been an assistant for the past two or three years at UNLV. Um, however, he was long-time um, coach and assistant with, uh, with Tom Crean at Indiana. He then stayed at Indiana uh, after Crean left, and he had a little bit of time at Marquette before with, he did with Crean, with yeah. our boy Darren Horn. Yeah, I think they would have lined up together. It hopefully, looks like. hopefully he didn't learn anything from Darren Horn. He's he's going to be so he, he doesn't come into Marquette until two thousand and seven. Okay, and so um, um, Horn might have been gone. I did not cross reference this. Okay, but uh, but he definitely is a Tom Crean assistant. Was with him for. During the good years of Tom Crean, during the heyday, yeah. during uh, during the heyday of Marquette, and during the heyday of uh, Indiana, he's also got multiple head coaching stints. Um, how you define them as successful? Okay, you know, I is going to be up to you. He's got so he he was a head coach at Rockford, which uh, is in the Northern Illinois Iowa Conference. It looks like they're not D one. I don't think anyone knows who, where that right, is. Right, right. Uh, uh, he went was there for four seasons. Went fifty and fifty two. That was in nineteen. That was from nineteen eighty nine to ninety three. So this guy has been around a while. Uh, he's a veteran assistant coach. Um, so maybe we can get some players from Big Ten country. How's that sound? This is a Big Ten guy, um, and uh, <laughs> I, th- I think just if they're players at this point, I think that sounds nice. Does Larry Bird have any like? Children that are, well, I guess Larry Bird's too old to have children in high school. Who knows, man? I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Larry Bird did not go to a Big Ten school. You're right that he's from Indiana. That's right. That's what I was going with. Yes. Midwest. Is that Midwest? <laughs> Big Ten's Midwest. Okay. Yes. Geography over here with Bryce. Uh, so he also was the, uh, Tim Buckley was also the head coach of Ball State for a period of time. Uh, which is Division One? I've at least heard of that school. Right. He made an NIT with them, and you know, yeah, he had he had some winning seasons. So we have a bu- bunch of guys that you just Paris let that likes. joke. Yeah. you just let that yeah. joke fly right by you. Yeah. you didn't even bite at it. Uh, no, that was it. <laughs> well, Paris has his guys. Um, I guess now they're hitting the recruiting trail hard. We've had a few transfers at least look at us. Yeah, when we talked the last podcast. We had the. Uh, the Hayden kid from Citadel, who was like 18 points, 9 rebounds, that we finished in his final three. I think he just finished his recruiting visit to Georgia Tech. It's between us, Georgia Tech, and Loyola of Chicago. So he's going to be choosing soon. He's from the Dorman area, so my guess would be, hopefully we can get him. He would be kind of a small forward, a tweener between the three and the four. And then we've also had Jawan Gary, was yeah. just on a recruiting visit, um, and he's from Columbia, South Carolina, top hundred player. That Frank couldn't sign one. Of, you know, you know the big thing on Frank, he couldn't sign the top three players in the state, and this guy went to Alabama. Kind of was the six, seven, eight guy. So off the bench, one of the things with Frank has always been that there's a group of 
kids that just did not want to play for him. Right. You know, uh, he you, probably didn't like getting yelled at. Yeah, d- didn't like getting yelled at. Uh, just, just, and I don't even remember this guy being an option. I remember that he was. We finished in his top three, and it was sad for him to, you know. It, did he even visit? No. He, well, I don't know if he had an official, but he. I mean, he's from Columbia, but I would think. From what I read in past articles, he just didn't get along with Frank. Yeah. Uh, and so... But he's a 6'6", 220 guy that, again, another tweener. Three, he, he went three to Gray Collegiate Academy. Yep. Um, the the big, you know, recruiting school. But his recruiting there. class year, he was the number two player in the state. And Josiah James was the number one recruit in the state who went to Tennessee. So, it's funny. The guy three and four behind him was McCreary and Hannibal, which... We're both now not on the tape. That's right. Handles at LSU now. So we'll see what happens. But if we can get Juwan Gary, that would be a big pickup. That'd be a big pickup. Yep. Any, any any picking up a guy from an SEC school who's from the state, who's from Columbia, I want us to pick up guys that are, you know, if we're going to win or lose, let's win, win or lose with local South Carolina guys. If if he can load this up with some, with some South Carolina transfers that are also legitimate basketball players um, and – Especially some Columbia kids, you know, some guys like James Reese was. Um, I think that'd be a lot of fun. That's a product you can sell. Well, people would love to come out and see these guys play basketball. You don't get mad when you pick up a top one hundred player, a former top one hundred player. He's got talent. Yeah. Maybe he just needs a new, you know, new scenery to and be successful. I mean, he he averaged six seven points a game last year at Alabama, but was only playing fifteen and a half minutes a game. Right, and I guess here he might can play 25, 30 minutes. That's I mean, why, why wouldn't you want to come back home and play a lot of minutes? <laughs> I mean, right now, how many guys have we got on the team? That's a good question. I was going to ask you, Sumter. What's we that? have five players technically left on the team that aren't walk-ons. Name those five players. Okay, so... And it's fair to say that none of them are starters. <laughs> uh, so maybe they didn't have right, a lot so, of so, so options. Jacoby, Jacoby Wright is, uh, I don't think, has transferred yet. Local South Carolina kid. All right, have, these, have, these, have any of these five come out and said they're staying? Chico Carter did an interview. Oh, you gave me one. With, Look at that. Uh, yeah. With Beacock uh, <laughs> Central. He did a little inter- interview with them, and uh, he was saying how he was going to give them a chance. So okay. Chico was from right, So So we got three others than him. Okay, so uh, did Gray... Uh, did Josh Gray transfer yet? Josh Gray is still think, on the team, and I would think right now... That's actually decent. 6'10", 250, he would be our starting center. That <laughs> yeah, Well, you said there's five guys on the team, so, I mean, he, I would, no he, one's on the bench right now. I would pin yeah. him in as starter at the five. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, so, Gray... Uh, we got Chico Carter. Manat, Manat. Right. Uh, okay, and... Um, One more guy from South Carolina. Did he, did he play? Never. Never? Almost never. Ridge, oh, Ridgeview. the Ridgeview kid. The Ridgeview kid. Javon, uh, Javon Benson. So, we had those five guys, and probably out of the people that played the most minutes, you got Josh Gray and, and Wright. Who got yeah. you know maybe you know eight to ten minutes, but he was the did Jacoby Wright played pretty regularly, and when and Gray Ch- wasn't dealing with the hand injury, he played pretty regularly. And Chico Carter had his great game against Clemson, had believe like 17, 18 points, so he's capable. So so we got a starting lineup right now of Josh Gray at the five, yep, Manat at the four, right, Benson being a big small forward with no with no range <laughs> with no range, uh, maybe the, maybe we'll get some rebounds. Chico Carter. And Jacoby Wright. 
Okay, so so uh, the I, I actually I don't mind Josh Gray starting at the five. I like him. I like it. He needs time to you know he would have those defensive lapses and Frank would take him out for seven to ten minutes. Hopefully Lamont Paris will leave him in there so he can grow. How much uh, how much eligibility does Josh Gray have left? So he had during COVID. I think he has four. I have he has four more years. His four more ever. <laughs> yeah, because of COVID. Because he didn't. He only played okay. like two games, three games at well, LSU. He's, he's a COVID. great developmental piece. Okay, he'll be here for a while. Uh, Chico Carter is going to have what? Just one year left. I think he's going to have one or two, depending on how COVID year treated him. And so that'll be good because. He, he can handle the ball, and Frank definitely wanted to go the Devin uh, kind of playing the freshman route, right? Um, with Carter and uh, and Jacoby Wright, and so we need a, we need a, you can have thirteen players on scholarship. We need a lot more players. Ch- Chico Carter was good at Murray State. He was efficient. He was not efficient. At Carolina last year, and I think part of that was playing time. I think that because Frank didn't give him regular playing minutes. Chico Carter could definitely be somebody that, that is a body that can turn into a legitimate SEC basketball player. He's capable of scoring points, and that's what you need. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Javon Benson, out of all those, probably has. I don't. You, know, you we, only we saw need, him in spurts. He's we, not we, a we D1 need, talent. We need him to stay only seeing in spurts. Like like we do not want to rely on Javon Benson next year. Hopefully we're bringing in, I mean, our goal, I would think, is to bring in five to seven transfers that are pretty much starting talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, I mean, unless they get some freshmen. In, unless they get, uh, you know, unless they load up on um, some recruits, I think we're definitely looking at five to seven transfers. Uh, but, so, But if we get Hayden Brown... He, and Jacoby Wright, Jacoby Wright could turn into a nice player. He's just young. He, he was not ready... To be he was a twenty-minute-a-game ball handler right. uh, this past season, which is what Frank wanted him to be, and uh, and as a result, he lost minutes as we got into SEC play. But um, he could turn into a decent basketball player. I did not hate it when he was on the court. Uh, he definitely turned the ball over a lot, but it was it was kind of it was different than watching like TJ Moss. Or somebody who let's try not to ever bring up TJ Moss, <laughs> but, but just he was my least favorite player of all time. Who who uh who that's a bold statement. That's a bold statement. Under Frank, under Frank, <laughs> you just took from all time and squished that into a ten year run because that's you right. can see me about to say Steve Spinella. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a little Spinella. Uh, but uh, but so. Uh, but, but, but yeah, so if we can get the Hayden Brown kid, he would be a starter. He'd only have one year left, and then you have um, the kid that we got in the top three from the guy from Kansas State. I think he was like a shooting guard, six four. Um, and then what was the other guy I mentioned? Uh, Juwan Gary. So you know we have the guy that can play three and the four, but we need guards and we need big men. Yeah. We need six nine, and six ten big. Juwan Gary is actually exciting. I actually think this. I would put it. As above a fifty percent chance that it's happening, right? Maybe even higher than that. So if you're not following um, Gamecock basketball Twitter right now, you, um, he was on an official visit and tweeted, "I'm home." That's right. Uh, this weekend. Now he could just be saying he's physically home, which he was. 
You, you know, like, he might not have been... He, he finished high school. He transferred in the middle of the year to a Charlotte school right. his senior year. Right. He's from Columbia. He was born in Columbia. He what? might not. Have, he might not have been back to Columbia since he went to Alabama. What if he and so he said, might have just tweeted, what if he "I would, am home." What if he would have said, "Welcome home, welcome home." That's what Beamer does every time we get a recruit. Yeah, well, he, he would he be welcoming himself or would he like welcome myself home? <laughs> anyway, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But at least we have a couple guys that are at least sniffing the school. Yeah, because there's a lot of SEC schools that already have two or three transfers. So I'll admit I am a little worried. I'm admit I'm a little worried. That we don't have a lot of transfers yet, but we just got our full staff this last week, so they've been here a week. There are a lot of players out there in the portal. There's thousands of players in the portal. Yeah, there's 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 probably more players in the portal than there are spots for them to land. Okay. And there are then and there's definitely more players in the portal than there are power five spots for them to land. And so. Um, we just need to get some Power 5 players. But, but, but Oh, I forgot to tell you. We had a commitment last night in basketball. Yeah? Breaking news last night. From who? Troy Boynton. <laughs> you got me excited like I missed something. This kid is a walk-on, this right? A, so, at first he was like, I'm committed. And all of a sudden people were like, who is this guy? He was played on Evansville. He was a freshman, but he got hurt. Didn't play much, but he was on the roster. But then it came out maybe an hour later that he committed as a walk-on. Committed, so he's committed as a walk-on. What positions is he going to be playing? He's six five. I'm assuming he's a you know guard forward, guard. tweener. Man, the last the last guard we had with the last name Boynton. But he will be a pretty good. At least he'll be a warm body. But when that news broke, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> you just you're just letting all my jokes roll right past you. Yeah, I you am. didn't you didn't respond to that one either. Nope. Nope. Just just didn't. Just nothing, nothing. Unsubscribe. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we need to get commitment from you know scholarship athletes. That would be appreciative in the next week. My, my, my thought process would be in the next week or two, we'll at least get some commitment. Is Brandon Martin still on the team? Ooh, there has actually hasn't been any news on Brandon Martin. So technically, he <laughs> was a walk-on. That's oh, why my I'm God. About it. Oh, my God. If Brandon Martin stays at the University of South Carolina and does it, so, I, I run, like, it would be, this would be hilarious. Could you imagine if Brandon Martin stayed at the University of South Carolina and when he announced, he hashtagged it, loyal. <laughs> uh, maybe that news will come out, but I haven't seen any official news on Brandon Martin, so yeah. TBD on that, but... This leads me to, I did want to bring this up for this episode. Let's say somehow if Frank Martin would have stayed our coach outside of new recruits coming in, how many of our original roster would have stayed and who would have left out of who's all left, if that makes sense? Okay, so as far as players who would have stayed, I think it's very fair to say that Woodley and Levesque because they committed to him at UMass, so that that was they clearly they clearly want to keep playing for Frank. Why yeah. we don't know, don't know, don't know. But uh, but so Woodley and Levesque would have stayed. Would Devin Carter would have stayed? I think so. I'm not sure though. You, you know, like I, I we, we can even give Frank Devin Carter, okay? But um, it, it I think it would depend on how many players left because here is what Devin Carter saw. Right, right. He like Devin Carter has gone to a to what is currently a better program. Providence, yeah, 
They made the Sweet 16, right? Yeah, I think Justin and I either has another year or just graduated, but... It'd be... It'd be fun, just you know, Justin and I and Devin Carter playing in the backcourt against Stay. UMass. I don't know if they play. Put that on ESPN yeah. Plus. <laughs> the Frank Martin Classic. So, so yeah, so Woodley and Levesque probably would have stayed. Would have stayed. Now I think Cousinard no, would have left. I don't think. I, I think that every player that was honored at Senior Night would have left because if they were staying, there's no reason that we honor them. Well, Eric Stevenson made it sound like he was loyal to Frank, but not loyal enough to go to UMass. So I, no, I no, no, no. I'm, I'm uh, Stevenson. Stevenson's going to Stevenson's looking to play in the NCAA tournament. He went to West Virginia, where they had a bad year, but they're usually a tournament team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With your boy Bob Huggins, I, I would not call him my boy. Frank's boy. Frank's boy. Yeah. I mean, he's he's the reason Frank he, Huggins taking the WVU job is the reason Frank got the. Head coaching gig at Kansas State, right? I believe so. Because cause I believe that Huggins... They were at Cincinnati, weren't they? Well, I don't know if I don't know when Frank comes into the picture. Yeah. But Huggins was at Cincinnati. And I think there was some bad, some foul play, some NCAA allegations okay. or something. And, Hugs, and, and Huggins leaves. And, um, and then what happens is that... The best player in the country is Michael Beasley. That's right. He's in the same recruiting class with like OJ Mayo, and um, and and Derek Rose. I think. I think they were all in the same recruiting class. Okay. I might be off slightly about Rose, but Mayo's definitely Beasley in the class. Beasley was a one and done guy, right? Yeah, yeah, they were all one and done. But uh, but so Huggins um, takes the job Beasley's senior year. At Kansas State, uh, I think Frank coached Beasley at Kansas State because Huggins then the WVU job opens and Huggins bolts I think he for had it. Beasley for the one year for the one year and that was his first season and Frank takes over and then and and uh, they make the tournament. I mean, there's a reason that Frank's teams made the tournament. He had the best player in the country there that was recruited by Bob Huggins. Because all Huggins did was Huggins he, set he, was him up out of bas- he was out of basketball for a year. And he just went and hung out with Michael Beasley's AAU team. And um, and basically, the word on the street was that wherever Huggins gets hired, Beasley's coming. Okay. Beasley's coming with their, their package deal. You know, you have a few of those there in you know, this day and age. Yeah. And so... Um, you know, and then Frank for Frank stayed successful at Kansas State. You know that that team with Jacob Pullen on it, I think, that uh, played that amazing game against Xavier, right? In like the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight, something like that. No, it was the Sweet Sixteen because, um, and uh, that went to like double overtimes. One of the most amazing games, NCAA tournament games, um, endings that everybody was just making shots. So maybe Stevenson would have came back, but I think Cousinard and Bryant would have loved. You know, Bryant officially. Went into the NBA draft, which he can dunk, but he ain't getting drafted. That's what he thinks. AJ Lawson couldn't get drafted. Keyshawn Bryant ain't getting drafted. I think I'd be curious to see if he gets invited to the combine. That would be curious. Because yeah. Lawson at least got to the combine. Yeah, and Lawson people thought had a shot at being a second round pick. Uh, you know, and he and I think he's still in the G League. He I mean, he, he declared three times, so they really knew about him at the combine. I'm, I'm telling you, I will forever believe 
I do not know this to be true at all. I have no evidence of this whatsoever. I will forever believe that AJ Lawson declared again just to test the waters again with the combine because he had done it each year and did not realize that it was a rule that if you declare for a third time, you cannot you cannot come back. You must sign with an agent. And uh, and nobody on the and and no one on Frank's staff stopped him. I will forever believe that that is that that could have happened. If that ever came out, that would just be so sad. But it wouldn't surprise. This, me. this basketball team would have been really good with AJ Lawson on it. We love living in the past, don't we? They'd have made the tournament. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. AJ Lawson might have been SEC Player of the Year. Okay. Maybe if Frank played him 35 minutes a game. That's true. That's <laughs> this this you 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 make a wonderful point. This is entirely this would have been entirely up to Frank still. If this was AJ Lawson <laughs> and Stetson in the second half, he would have yeah. played zero minutes. Yeah. If it was AJ Lawson at LSU, coached by Bruce Singler, where he played 38 Wait, minutes. Where were you mean when our starters all played 33 plus minutes and we almost won? Well, it's because everybody only seven players were eligible. Man, to have a coach, that's what I'm, I'll admit, this is what I'm most excited about with Lamont Paris. I hope he's like a normal D1 coach that plays his top five players 33 plus minutes. We're still is that too much to ask? It's, it's, is that too no, much it's to not ask? too much to ask, Bryce. And not play walk-ons. You have a list of things. It's all your frank grievances. You've just turned them into wishes. That, that the new coach doesn't you do. You don't play walk-ons. Yeah, just, you just play see. your best players 33-plus minutes, and you have guys that can make a free throw more than 70%. I would love that. That's all shoot, I want. Shoot, even if even if we just had five guys that could make free throws more than 70%. Let's throw it in there. Also, you know, sniff the tournament every now and then. That'd be <laughs> nice, too. How's that sound? <laughs> oh, man. We need... We, we we need basketball games back so that we can talk about something other than Frank Martin. Like, but we'll see what happens. I'm curious. Or we need players. That's what we need. We need players. We, we need, need to get players. We need to have seven, you know, transfers come in here, and hopefully they have starting D1 experience from Power Five, and I'll be happy. And, and, and honestly, all seven don't even need to have starting. If they're from a smaller school and they can at least score points and get some rebounds, yeah. we need bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we need guys who can start at Power Five, like. It's possible that Juwan Gary can, you know, Alabama was a good team this year. You know, like, and and, I think he will be committing in the next week. That's that's my pick. Yeah, yeah, and and it's possible that he's an SEC starter next year. And I think, like, like, and and, and that's and that's real. It's possible that he might have been starting at Alabama next year. And I think we get the Hayden Brown kid from Citadel. I think he would be starting at the three. Gary's at the four. I think those two guys will commit. That would be a good start. I hope there's some guys that we don't know about. Because we are doing this very part-time, right? Would you agree with that? I live and breathe this podcast. You live and breathe it. Yeah. Um, That Trey Jackson from Iowa State's in the portal. He's from Columbia, South Carolina. I'm interested in that guy. Again, I'm interested in South Carolina guys coming back, so hopefully they at least give us an official visit. That's all we can ask for, but... Hopefully for the next pod we can talk commitments and, and such. But. And we'll have players. We probably won't do a pod again until we have players, honestly. And really, that's the most important thing. Wouldn't you agree? Having players? That's right. Yeah. How many games well, can you well, win without well, players? Not a lot, but, but it's more important to have good players. That is a profound statement. It's more important to have good players. I mean, I mean I'm sure there are players out there. Like that, <laughs> that that they could go fine, but we need to find good players, um, you know. And for the next uh, pot or two, I, I would like to we we should probably do a year in review. 
on the team eventually. Do we need to do a year in review? We might. You gotta, I mean, we're you just gonna, We're just gonna keep. I I can't keep thinking about Frank Martin. I like it's he's, it's it's finally happened. We've got to move on. He's gonna haunt our dreams forever. No, he's not. I'm not gonna let him do it. He's only gonna do it if you let him. If you let him do it, we're gonna have this as the GBO plus UMass updates. <laughs> How's that sound? UMass negativity. The UMass the UMass shade podcast. So whatever. Yeah. So so next so next November when we start the pod, you know, back up regularly. We're going to have updates for the Gamecocks. We're gonna, what did UMass do this week? What did UMass do this week? No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. You have this smile on your face because you're going to do this. It's going to drive me crazy. The listeners want to hear some Frank content. <laughs> the, the, the listeners want a winning basketball team. And they want to listen to a podcast of people talking about a winning basketball team. They don't want Frank content. We're gonna we're gonna think about this. I, I am we're almost gonna... I am positive that our listener pool out there of what we've got, okay, right, is almost a hundred percent anti Frank people. <laughs> so how about this? You guys hit us up on Twitter at GBO underscore pod or Gamecock Basketball Only at Gmail and you tell us if you want us to include some UMass content for next year. <laughs> I think there could be some people that are interested. Especially no, we, if Frank starts losing a lot. This is this is the, the if, if Just let it marinate. Let it marinate. Alright, let's switch to uh let's switch to women's basketball. Oh, they had a parade. Uh, yeah. That's something that doesn't happen a lot. And we before. were there. We were there. Or at least 50% of us were there. I was there. I, w- I was traveling. Spring I, break. I was chilling at Cantina 76 on Main Street. Got there at about 3.30. Did you get yourself a table? The last table outside. Did you have some tacos? Had some tacos, some queso, some guac. Yeah, there you go. It was a perfect, perfect day. Like 75 degrees, beautiful. Restaurants by Bryce. I cannot believe you didn't lead with this. I telling, telling people about a meal that you had. Cantina, that is ultimately what we are, right? Cantina 76 has an affordable taco. <laughs> you can get, oh, time out. I have to stop you. <laughs> that is a ridiculous statement. I would like you to name a place that has a taco that is not affordable, that you can't afford. Koa. Koa. <laughs> Koa is like $6 tacos, and I still... It, <laughs> In the Vista, and I always leave hungry. It's because you don't buy one extra $6 taco. I'm just saying a $3 taco, I think, that tastes better is better than a $6 taco that leaves you still hungry. You'll never hear me say I love Koa. Koa is just okay. It's expensive. It's expensive. Me, me and my wife will eat there for like 60 bucks, and I'm still hungry, and I have to go to cookout after. Yeah. Why didn't you just go to cookout to begin with? Well, you know. Or why didn't you just go to Rush's? Ooh, always going to be all about Rush's. Oh my God. If people are coming here for content for food, I, I'll bring that to them. No, you won't. <laughs> That's what you think you will, but you will not. All right, enough about that. Women's basketball, they had a national championship parade. And affordable taco. I still can't get over that statement. I just want to apologize to the listeners. That you did this. You did this. You're Mr. Giggles. You did this. I'm laughing at you. You did this. 
Continue. All right, we, we had a parade. We haven't had a national, you know, championship parade. It's been five years, but it was nice to, you know, see the team and see winners get paraded down Main Street. Yeah, they started the season on Main Street. You remember when they brought the goals out preseason and had the meet the team near the art museum? Yeah, they had that for the men's and women, but the women started on Main Street and ended on Main Street. Did they do that this year? They did. Okay, I didn't go. You weren't there. No. Man, this pod might turn into where's Sumter? <laughs> Why isn't Sumter going to Gamecock events? Um, Even if, I've been to that that thing before. It's a it's a fun it's a fun little event. But it was cool just to see the team get parade around and just talk about how great they are because that's They're great. what they are. Yeah, and I mean we talked a lot about uh, on um, the last pod we did, you know, kind of about their outlook towards next season. You know, and that. It looks good. It looks good. Everything is still in place to defend, um, you know, to defend the championship. I think we, I think we lost Sonia Rivers. Sonia Rivers is gone, which yeah. was, you know, she played these some minutes. Yeah. It's pretty sad when you're like this. Ah, it's a five star, but she wasn't a starter. It's okay. I think. I mean, like she was the number three recruit in the freshman class. She went one for thirty from three. And was still firing and airballing in the national title game. Was she an Eric Stevenson equivalent? Just letting it ride? No, 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 no. Letting it ride? She was only Jekyll. Okay. But she did play some good defensive minutes. No, she was only Hyde. Excuse me. Oh, man. (laughs) That was bad. (laughs) She was only bad Stevenson. But she She was never good She played 20 minutes in that Louisville Final Four game and had really strong defense when, you know, Cook went out and... Staley played her. She came out and said she played her for her defense. Sure. I will say this. She at least had one good game in the tournament. When Dawn Staley plays someone for her defense, that's fine by me. We don't question her. No questions. And so, uh, we will miss Sonia Rivers' defense. And then um, Russell, who was a backup for two years, she transferred as well. She played maybe two minutes a game, if that. So, I don't think we'll miss her too much. Now, Destiny Littleton technically has an extra year, hasn't come out yet. She's a three-point shooter. Yeah. I like her. She doesn't play a lot, but she's an eight-minute eight, eight minute gal. Yeah, she did not. But Rivers played over her in the Little, final four. Yeah, Littleton didn't play a lot in the uh, tournament. She didn't play in the championship game. Nope. I don't think well, she played. Well, maybe until the very last minute or two. I, yeah, maybe they put her in the Garner's last minute. But I, don't, I also don't think she played against Louisville. Um, I think they – I think uh, – Staley went with Rivers the whole time against Louisville. But anyway, we got two five stars coming in for the women, so yeah, they should be re- reloading. Do we ever find out who who, uh, who that recruiter was? What's that? Th- that uh, like Dawn announced the day after the championship. Yes, yes, we got a co- we got a commitment from the Georgia Tech point guard transfer. She had an extra year. She sat out this last year and hit the yeah. transfer portal. She'll probably be our starting point guard. And we also have that Maryland transfer coming in too, right? Well, that hasn't come out yet. Okay. We a couple Maryland transfers are looking at us. Half okay. their team almost transferred, so I don't you know, don't know what's going on up in Maryland. Okay. So we'll I mean, see what happens. I mean, maybe, maybe. We, we have some, I believe we have two or three open spots. Maybe, for they, women. maybe they got Frank Martin as the coach. Ooh, their players just transfer every year. Hey, you brought up Frank Martin just now. Just, yeah, I did. Just to be clear. That's oh, I, oh, oh, when players transfer, I will make Frank Martin comments. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna care about what he does at UMass. 
And we're not going to be talking about attendance numbers for other sports on this podcast either, okay? No. No. We're not. Don't even dare go there. Gamecock Twitter cares about announced attendance for certain sporting events. Yeah. You think they care about the men's basketball attendance? At times. As much as yesterday on the other sport attendance? No. Okay. No. <laughs> that could be its own next pod. No. Announce attendance first, actual attendance. <laughs> we could, or, or we could just make a separate Twitter account for that. That's Ooh. unrelated to the GBO pod. Gamecock announced attendance, attendance versus versus what we versus what Gamecock Twitter believes versus what Gamecock Twitter believes. <laughs> so we have to tweet like three days later, you know, on it because we have to first see what Gamecock Twitter thinks. All right, that's all we got for this week's pod. What anything? Any closing remarks, Sumter? Just, um, I'm. While I would have liked to have already had a couple of players, okay. I'm happy that we're talking about Lamont Paris and not Frank Martin. Let's you see know. what happens. I'm kind that's of excited it. just for it's new blood. Let's just get some new recruits in here and let's see if we're better than a 16 to 18 win team. Yeah, I mean, and 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 if not, like that's all we were going to be next year anyway. So that's right. And I, you know, I'm not going to get mad. Give them two, three, four years. Let's make yeah. the tournament. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we got for this week. We'll see you in the next week or two, depending on how many recruits we get. How's that sound? Once once you start seeing people land, we'll uh, break out with an emergency we'll, we'll, pod. N- no, it will not be an emergency. It a, will be later. A normal weekly pod. No, no, no. It'll be a it'll be a GBO summer pod. Or a GBO off-season pod. We'll have an off-season pod up. Sounds good. Well, I'm Bryce. I'm Sumter. GBO out. We out of here.